Maybe this story will just seem like a crazy coincidence to you. If you're the kind of witch who has a purely positive practice, this might upset you a little bit. About a year ago, I got into two car accidents in two weeks. It was terrible and embarrassing, and I only sort of briefly mentioned it in an episode, and then I just left it all the way alone because... It was a terrible experience and hard to talk about. But basically, prior to those two accidents, I had been working with my tarot decks and the chariot card came up. And the chariot card is card number seven of the major arcana. And it deals with controlling opposing forces, willpower, resolving conflict, and travel. And that last part, travel, is the part of the meaning that really stood out for me. It seemed to kind of go along with traveling in a vehicle, and I just don't often see the chariot card in my readings, so it stood out to me that that card came up and then I had a couple of car accidents. Recently, I've been working with my tarot decks again, and the chariot card literally fell out of the deck, and I'm like, oh boy. I was super nervous about that, and I'm like, I'm going to limit my driving because I just don't want to revisit that terrible situation. Another time, also very recently, within the last few days, I was working with my son on algebra. I've been working with him on math ever since he moved back in with me a few months ago. And he really doesn't like when I work with Taro around him. He seems to think it's like a little spooky and creepy. I was just doing it just to kind of get a read more on myself. This reading was not for my son. This reading was for me. I was doing it to kind of get some reflection and insight on my life. And the death card came up and the ten of swords came up. And if you are familiar with Taro, you know that the death card doesn't always mean death. But the ten of swords is a pretty negative card. It usually depicts a person lying on the ground with 10 swords in their back and it's pretty bad. And I'm going to get into the general meanings of these cards, but I really want to get to the point of why I'm telling this story. So please bear with me. About a year ago as well, I was hanging out with my brother's ex and she had only recently become his ex because of something terrible that my brother did. So I wasn't mad at her for breaking up with him. She had a new boyfriend and I didn't know I was going to be meeting him. It just kind of happened and I was open to meeting him. I was totally fine with her having a new boyfriend even though she wasn't with my brother anymore. There was no animosity there but when I met him I did not like him and my reason I think is pretty valid. The situation was very triggering for me. I've mentioned in previous episodes about me being sexually abused as a child by my mother's boyfriend. So here I'm hanging out with my brother's ex. She's the mother of my niece and nephew. And this man, when he walks in, he immediately says, where's my favorite girl? And he's referring to my niece who was only about nine or 10 at the time. And I just felt like it was very inappropriate for this man who barely 
barely knew my niece and nephew to be calling my niece his favorite girl. It just was very triggering for me. I didn't like that. And then soon after that, I hear from my kids that they're like playing a video game online with my nephew and they can hear this man being really mean to him in the background, like yelling at him and telling him to be mean to his sister, like do just weird stuff. So I got a totally bad vibe. But from the first day when I met him and he called my niece his favorite girl, I started literally wishing death on him. And I don't take that back. I'm not certain that he ever did anything that really crossed the line, but I felt like he didn't keep enough of a respectful distance between himself and my niece and nephew. And that really bothered me. It seemed disrespectful on so many levels, and I'm not even going to get into the deep details of it. But I can remember I even said out loud that I wanted to put hands on him. I did not like him. I didn't like the way he was treating my nephew. I didn't like how close he was trying to get to my niece. And I said that if I found out that he did anything to them, I would literally kill him with my bare hands. Fast forward to now. It is December 6th, 2022, and this man is dead. I am going to read a news article. This is just crazy and mind-blowing. The article is pretty short, but it explains what happened, so please bear with me. Worcester Police, two people dead in Grafton Street crash that followed roadside run-in, and this is from telegram.com. This is the Worcester Telegram. This article was published December 3rd, 2022, and it was written by Cyrus Moulton. Two people are dead and several others injured Saturday after a motor vehicle crash on Grafton Street that followed a confrontation in the Canal District, police said. The two people that died were among seven people in an SUV that overturned in the area of 1015 Grafton Street near Pine Hill Road. According to police, the crash of the Toyota Highlander occurred not long after officers were called to the area of 97 Water Street about 12.15 a.m. Saturday. They learned that two men had been walking on the street when they were nearly hit by the Highlander. A confrontation followed. One of the pedestrians waved his arms to indicate his displeasure. The driver of the vehicle stopped the car, opened the driver's side door, and pointed a black handgun at the pedestrian who made the gesture. The victim, called 911, got into his own vehicle and followed the Toyota. Police said they were given the description of the Toyota and soon learned it was traveling on Grafton Street. The man who was following the vehicle told the police dispatcher that the vehicle was at Grafton and County Streets. Police said the driver of the Highlander initially complied when signaled to pull over, but that he soon sped from the traffic stop. He headed southeast on Grafton Street at a high rate of speed. Another officer in the area responded. He drove past the other officers up Grafton Street, saw taillights several hundred yards in front of him, and came across a dark truck that had been in a crash in front of 1015 Grafton Street. The Highlander had overturned in the area of the Roosevelt School. Officers helped free the vehicle's seven occupants, according to police. Worcester firefighters took over the rescue effort. Paramedics took six of the occupants to the hospital. A 34-year-old woman was pronounced dead at the scene, and the 35-year-old man driving the vehicle was pronounced dead at a hospital, according to police. Police found a black, airsoft gun designed to resemble a Glock 19 handgun in the vehicle. Police said a second vehicle, a Dodge Ram, was struck by the Highlander in the moments before it overturned. Police said the crash remains under investigation. The names of the deceased were not immediately released by authorities. Okay, so that was the article that explains the crash.
crash. I believe this man, who I wish death on, was the driver of the vehicle who pulled a fake gun on someone when he nearly ran over them with the vehicle. And the vehicle that he was driving was not his. That was my niece and nephew's mom's vehicle, and she was not the woman who passed away in the accident. Today, I did visit my niece and nephew's mom at the hospital. She was in the ICU with a spinal injury, but she'll be okay. I think she will be able to regain full function throughout her body, but she is having a little trouble moving one side of her body right now. She was awake and alert, and she seems like she will hopefully fully recover, and my niece and nephew were there. I was so happy to see them, and I couldn't really get into the details of the accident because the kids were there, but I don't feel badly for somebody who clearly brought this upon himself just because of some reckless childish behavior. I mean, how do you go waving around a fake gun at someone? In the United States, where people have the right to carry a weapon, if you're carrying a fake one, that could very easily lead to you getting shot to death. And he was clearly just trying to be a bully and intimidate people in the middle of the night, and that just led to his demise. And then there's the part of the story where he was actually being pulled over by the police, and the reason he wound up dead is because he tried to flee that situation. Now, generally speaking, I don't even fuck with the police like that, but he was doing something entirely wrong to begin with, and then purely stupid, and then it led to his death. I don't feel bad for him for that, and I already had an issue with him from before that. So now I'm sitting with my mind just spinning because I'm thinking about my tarot readings, I'm thinking about the timing of when this happened, because one more creepy thing happened. So my son and I were talking about setting up a Christmas tree, and initially we were thinking we were going to go and cut down a real tree like John and I did last year, but that was not an option this year for some reason. We have a fake tree that we used a few years ago, and it's up on the third floor where nobody goes because this is a really old house with a lot of creepy issues. I feel that the house is haunted. John says it's not, but I think that's just him being in denial. But anyway, I told my son Noah, you know, let's go up and grab the box with the tree, and he was like trying to open the door to the third floor and having some trouble. I have issues with my wrist and my skin. Knobs and things like that are actually difficult for me, so I was trying to explain to him how to open the door. I'm like, oh, you know, you need to turn it all the way and then pull because these doors are all old and, you know, old house, whatever. So I can see that he turns it all the way one direction, pulls, it doesn't work. He turns it all the way in the other direction, pulls, and it doesn't work. And he literally says, I don't want to break the door. And I'm like, oh, let me try. And so as I'm reaching over to open it, the door pops open like real slow and creepy. And I'm like, okay, I don't think we need to go and get that Christmas tree right now. (laughs) So... My son agreed with me, and we pushed the door back closed, and we have not gone up to get the Christmas tree. But that happened to be the same day when this person had their car accident, and I'm thinking, like, did he die and realize that I had, like, wish death upon him and he decided to come and like haunt me a little or something. I don't know. Maybe it was just the spirits that are already haunting this house. I don't know. But so many creepy things have been happening. So many weird coincidences. I want to talk a little bit about what these tarot cards mean. I think I've explained what they mean to me. Yeah, let's get into a little bit about the chariot card, which is a major arcana card. It's card number seven of the major arcana. And then 
then I'm going to also talk about the death card, which is card number 13 of the Major Arcana, and the Ten of Swords, which is not part of the Major Arcana. It is a minor Arcana card, and it is in the suit of swords. Let's start with the chariot. Keywords for the chariot are controlling opposing forces, willpower, resolving conflict, and travel. The chariot often depicts a strong male figure holding the reins of two horses or sphinx-like beasts, one black and one white, signifying opposing forces. Sometimes the beasts are unicorns or other mythical creatures like Pegasus, the winged horse, or griffins. In the rider waits Smith deck, the charioteer is armored and carries a scepter, suggesting he is in the service of royalty. In some decks, he holds no reins. He uses sheer willpower to keep his steeds moving together in a forward direction. This shows mastery of opposing forces and control over inner conflicts. At the literal level, the chariot relates to travel and transportation. Upright, the chariot symbolizes taking control of competing forces, whether these are inner conflicts, people, or a situation in your life in order to reach your goals. You are being carried towards your destination as quickly as possible. Whatever the task, you can handle it. You're keeping up with the changes that are happening at your job, in a relationship, or in some type of community or worldly involvement. The chariot reversed says things are happening so fast you feel out of control. It may seem like you're being pulled in two directions at once and the stress is intense. You fear you won't be able to control the multiple factors of a given situation. You're at a crossroads. Choose your direction carefully. The more you can tune into your own inner guidance, the more control you can exert outwardly. Most likely, the solution to the problem at hand is to take the middle road between the conflicting issues. Okay, that was just a brief overview of the chariot card. I feel that that card came up both times last year and this year in relation to driving, and it was kind of giving me a warning about something to come relating to driving. Last year, I think it was a little bit of a warning that I needed to be more careful with driving, and I wasn't, and I saw the negative consequences of that. And then this year, I think it was maybe just a little foretelling of this terrible situation that just happened. But today, technically yesterday because it's after midnight, I also received a phone call from my sister. I have a bunch of siblings. I am intentionally not naming names because I'm not trying to like tell everybody's business, but one of my sisters told me that her son totaled her Lexus and damaged three other vehicles in the process and she's dealing with that. So it just seemed like a crazy coincidence that I had this chariot card and these other cards and then in the same day I find out about two car accidents. Crazy. Okay, the other major arcana card was the death card and generally speaking the death card doesn't always mean death or like someone's gonna die or whatever but like I said because I got this card along with the ten of swords I felt like it was speaking to death specifically and that was a little creepy and concerning somehow I knew it wasn't saying that I was going to die and I remember having this conversation with my son when these cards came up and I remember saying "Ooh, this is not good and then after that which was 
couple few days ago, I did not do another tarot reading. Oftentimes when I get the foretelling of something negative, I kind of fall back from the deck. It just kind of like spooks me out, creeps me out a little. I'm just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. And in this case, it was literally within a few days. I find out that yes, someone did in fact die. So the death card, card number 13 of the major arcana, has to do with transformation, metamorphosis, and ending, sacrifice, loss, and rebirth. The death card tends to frighten people when it comes up in a reading, but although it looks scary, it symbolizes a transformation at work. It rarely predicts physical death, although it may reference a death or loss that has led to a transformation for you. Some decks picture a grim reaper skeleton with a scythe grinning toothily and wearing a black hooded robe. The Rider-Waite-Smith deck shows a skeleton in black armor riding a white charger, suggesting the ongoing cycles of life and death. Other decks show desolate landscapes, severed body parts lying around, and other disturbing imagery. But you shouldn't take this literally. Remember, the tarot is jam-packed with symbols that can only be understood metaphorically. The number of death. The death card's number 13 has all sorts of symbolism attached to it. Some people link it to the 13 men at the Last Supper. 13 also corresponds to the number of lunar months in a year and the transformation from a lunar calendar in the decline of matriarchal societies to a solar calendar in the ascension of patriarchal societies. Upright, the death card signifies the end or death of a cycle. Whenever a stage in life ends, you need to mourn it. Trying desperately to hold on to what's clearly over causes trouble. Jobs end, relationships end, children grow up and move away from home. Change can't be avoided. The ultimate message of the death card is the promise that new life follows disintegration. You are experiencing a metamorphosis. Think caterpillar to butterfly. The goddess has led the fool to his death because only through his spiritual death can he be renewed and come to rebirth. She has asked him to sacrifice his image of himself to find his true self. The old self must be left behind or die before a spiritual rebirth can take place. The frightening crone is really the wise old woman who guides him. She is the keeper of the mysteries. Anna Franklin, the Sacred Circle Tarot. When the death card appears reversed, it suggests you're putting off making necessary changes, usually out of fear. You're stuck in old habit patterns you know need to be revised, but you don't want to put forth the effort to alter them, even though you're unhappy with the current situation. The way out is to face up to your stagnation, frustration, and unhappiness. Throw out the old and ring in the new. That was a brief overview of the death card. The last card I want to go over is the Ten of Swords. The Ten of Swords has to do with exhaustion, giving up, betrayal, pain, sadness. In many decks, the Ten of Swords depicts a man lying on the ground with ten swords stuck in his back. Ouch. Tens represent the end of a cycle and the start of a new one. Therefore, this card symbolizes an end to the suffering and sadness you've endured. Just in time, for you probably couldn't stand much more. Upright, the Ten of Swords means your trials and tribulations are ending, but you still need to clear away the deadwood before you can move ahead. Extreme stress and worrying have exhausted you, perhaps leading to an illness, but the storm has passed and the clouds will open up again. Make a clean break from the past to alleviate pain and suffering. Reverse, the Ten of Swords suggests you're unwilling to take the steps that will move you to a better place. Perhaps you're deceiving yourself or you're stalling due to fear, but delaying only makes things worse. 
Stop making excuses and choose a course of action. That was a brief overview of the Ten of Swords. Maybe I'm way off in my interpretation of the meanings of these cards. Maybe I'm reading them a little too intuitively. Maybe every single thing that has happened is just a crazy coincidence. But I am seeing a deeper meaning here. At this point, all I'm hoping for is that my niece and nephew's mom makes a full recovery because she's an amazing mom and the kids need her. I am going to do another tarot reading. I'm going to wait until I am not as anxious as I feel right now. This has been a crazy day and I'm still processing and absorbing what's going on. I do not feel badly for the person who caused the accident. I do not feel badly about wishing death on this person because I feel I was justified. I'm sorry if any of this has been triggering for you, but if you made it to the end of this episode, I have to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. My name is Andrea and this is Path of a Green Witch podcast. Thank you for listening.